Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Well, what I do is uh, I look a woman up and down, and I say, Hey, how you doing? And how are you doing, everybody? This is Jim McCairns with The Good, The Bad, and The TV on the Believe Podcast Network. It's the number one podcast network for professionals. Now let's believe in the good, the bad, and the TV. The year is 1960. The year of Kennedy, who announces his presidential bid in January and who's then elected in November by one of the slimmest margins in presidential election history. He ends up serving just 1,036 days in office. In 1960, the average annual income is about 5300 bucks. The average cost of a new house is 12700 The average monthly rent is $98. The cost of a gallon of gas is $0.25. Cents. A movie ticket's a buck. And a Hershey bar costs a nickel. Thoughts? Still get a penny. Dwight D. Eisenhower, president in 1960, signs the Civil Rights Act of 1960 this year on May 6th, closing some loopholes left over from the Civil Rights Act of 1957. It's against the backdrop of sit-ins and other nonviolent protests that are taking place all over the South. Freedom riders are around the corner. Adolf Kors III, head of the brewing company that bears his name, is killed in a botched kidnapping attempt this year. His kidnapper is convicted a year later, sentenced to life, gets paroled in 1980, kills himself in 2009. Also in 1960, after 19 years of marriage, Lucille Ball files for divorce from husband Desi Arnaz, who may have loved Lucy, but apparently he liked many, many other women too throughout their legendary union. But the good and the bad and the ugly of TV in 1960 actually unfolds not in prime time, but on late night TV, and it centers around a toilet. On February 10th, Jack Parr, the second host of NBC's The Tonight Show, and likely the second most popular and powerful in its storied history, behind long-reigning Johnny Carson, tells a joke on his show that makes network censors so nervous. It's bathroom humor, in the sense that it's literally about a bathroom. They cut it from the broadcast that night, without telling Parr ahead of time. As a result, on February 11th, the sometimes fragile and overly emotional Parr 18 minutes into the taping of the show, and about three or so hours before it's set to air in late night, walks off the set. But not without saying the following first, in response to what happens the day before. Quote, I am leaving The Tonight Show. There must be a better way of making a living than this. There's a way of entertaining people without being constantly involved in some form of controversy, which is on me all the time. It's rough on my wife and child and I don't need it. I like the National Broadcasting Company. They've been swell to me, and I've been pretty wonderful to them. I took over a show with 60 stations. There is now 158. The show is sold out. It's the highest, I think, money producer for this network, and I believe I was let down by this network at a time when I could have used their help. You have been peachy to me always. End quote. By you have been peachy to me always, I believe he means the audience. Announcer Hugh Downs has to finish the show as host that night. It's an industry story that becomes a national headline. Parr, well, he travels outside the country while it plays out. 
ultimately staying away from the show for three weeks. He eventually makes nice with NBC and returns to the show on March 7th. His first line, as I was saying before I was interrupted. The audience cheers and cheers and cheers. Park continues. I believe my last words were that that there must be a better way of making a living than this. Well, I've looked and there isn't. Then he offers a sort of self-comeuppance by describing his walk-off as a childish and perhaps emotional act. And the show resumes. All is right again in late night. Jack Parr ultimately leaves The Tonight Show for good and with notice this time in 1962, which is when Johnny Carson takes his place behind the desk, where he'll stay for 30 years. Five years? Well, five years was enough for Parr, he says, anyway. The job is tough on him. Parr goes on to other TV hosting and interviewing roles over the years. He even takes another shot at late night for a brief while, against Carson. Throughout, he's reflexively heralded as a TV founding father, for his pioneering work in the 1950s. He had a lot of TV contributions prior to The Tonight Show, and for his role on The Tonight Show in specific. But he never again finds the same level of fame or notoriety that he has on The Tonight Show. He dies in 2004 at age 85, with the obituaries and tributes predictably headlining the infamous so-called toilet joke as part of his legacy. Actually, the famous toilet joke is more precisely summed up as the famous water closet joke, which is the term at the heart of what gets Parr in trouble on February 10th, 1960. Water closet, or WC to use its initials, being an old-style euphemism for the word toilet. That was how it was referred to in more polite society. It all begets this, the actual offending humor that stops a TV show in 1960 and almost derails a career. Let's see what it does for mine. An English lady, while visiting Switzerland, was looking for a room, and she asked the schoolmaster if he could recommend any to her. He took her to see several rooms, and when she was settled, and when everything was settled, the lady returned to her home to make the final preparations to move to Switzerland. When she arrived home, the thought suddenly occurred to her that she had not seen a WC around the place, so she immediately wrote a note to the schoolmaster asking him if there was a WC around. Again, WC meant water closet. The Swiss schoolmaster was a very poor student of English, so he asked the Swiss parish priest if he could help with the matter. Together, they tried to discover the meaning of the letters WC, and the only solution they could find for the letters was Wayside Chapel. The schoolmaster then wrote to the English lady the following note. Dear Madam, I take great pleasure in informing you that the WC is situated nine miles from the house you occupy, in the center of a beautiful grove of pine trees, surrounded by lovely grounds. It is capable of holding 229 people, and it is open on Sunday and Thursday only. As there are a great number of people, and uh, and they are expected during the summer months, I would suggest that you come early, although there is plenty of standing room as a rule. You will no doubt be glad to hear that a good number of people bring their lunch and make a day of it, while others who can afford to go by car arrive just in time. I would especially recommend that your ladyship go on Thursday, when there is musical accompaniment. It may interest you to know that my daughter was married in the WC, and it was there that she met her husband. I can remember the rush there was for seats. There were ten people to a seat ordinarily occupied by one. It was wonderful to see the expression on their faces. The newest attraction 
is a bell donated by a wealthy resident of the district. It rings every time a person enters. A bazaar is to be held to provide plush seats for all the people, since they feel it is a long-felt need. My wife is rather delicate, so she can't attend regularly. I shall be delighted to reserve the best seat for you if you wish, where you will be seen by all. For the children, there is a special time and place so that they will not disturb the elders. Hoping to have been of service to you, I remain sincerely the schoolmaster. You gotta believe. Hey, send us some questions and feedbacks and suggestions on Twitter. Use at Believe Podcasts as the handle or at Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. That's also where you can get some info on advertising on any Believe show, but especially mine. Find and download The Good, The Bad, and The TV on Apple, where you can subscribe to us and rate us, or on Spotify, where you can follow us. Also, just plain listen for us, a new drop each Thursday on these sites, or Stitcher, or Luminary, or TuneIn, or Google Play, or other words I don't know. Be sure to like the show all the hell over social media, too. I'm Jim McCarrens. We'll talk again. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.